You're welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. There's something we've come to learn about settling the month before you enter or settling a month and settling issues in the month in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. And um, you can already tell how it will be because of what experiences you had in prayer. Hallelujah. What the Lord has said to you. What the Lord was showing to you. Are you understanding me? I tell you that this month is serious. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes the reason why there's an emphasis on certain areas in a particular month is because of the direction the Spirit of God is leading us. Amen. Okay? Direction the Spirit of God is leading us. It's important that you learn how to follow instructions. It will help you a great deal. Hallelujah. Alright? It will help you a great deal. I'd like to read from Genesis 26. Let's start from there this evening. I'll start from verse 1. Glory to Jesus. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And what happened? Let's read verse 2 together. Stop. Glory to God. Let me come closer to you. Praise the Lord. Now, skip and read the outcome. Verse 12. Read verse 12 and 13. 12 and 13. Okay, so my first message tonight, that I have many messages tonight, amen, <laughs> is how to survive the famine. Amen. Alright? Listen. There's a scripture I read to you, is it two thousand years ago or so? Where I was showing you, the Bible says that, maybe I should mention the scripture again. First um, Corinthians 10, give me... Um, let me read verse 11. Good. It says, Now all these things happen unto them. It's talking about the patriarchs, the Jewish people, the Israelites. For what? Examples. And they are written for our admonition upon, upon whom the ends of the world are come. I read an scripture to you. That should be Romans 15, 4. In Romans 15, verse 4. Go there quickly. It says, Whatever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of scriptures, might have hope. That means that if you have scriptures, you should never be hopeless. Amen. Are you listening to me? Because every example, every experience that you are going through right now, there is a, 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 a miniature or a preview or a type of it already in scripture. That means that Abraham's life, Isaac's life, Jacob's life, David's life, the reason why their stories were picked is that inside their stories, your story is inside. Amen. So I'm telling you, Isaac, there was a change of government. APC came into power. No fuel. Dollar. Everything. Look at what, go back to Genesis 26. He said, and there was, verse 1, start from verse 1. And there was a, what? A famine in the land. The reason why he was giving you the information 
You will not appreciate what God did if you didn't know the situation. Amen. No, if you don't know the situation, you just say, okay, he sold in land. No, no, no. So the scripture started so that you have a picture of what the circumstance really was. Now, Isaac survived the famine because Abraham had also survived the famine. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? So it says, this is apart from the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. That means this thing has happened before. Oh, I love a statement that John D. Rockefeller made on his 96th birthday, 92nd birthday or so. He was talking, he said, he said, I've been around for a while. He said, recessions come. Troubled times have come. He says, but what I have known is that prosperity always returns. He said, I've been around for a long while. He said, prosperity always returns. Glory to God. It always returns. When he was speaking, maybe America was going through a depression. Are you understanding me? Now, listen to me. God's word is not teaching us to deny the experiences we are having. No. God's word is teaching us to focus our attention on what God is doing. Hallelujah. And what God is doing starts playing out and becoming our experience. Amen. Are you understanding me? You know that thing Jacob did where he took those animals and put them in the water throne and made them gaze at stems that he punctured some holes on the poplar rod as the scripture said. Alright? And what they were seeing is what they produced. Are you understanding me? So, I don't know what you are seeing. But if what you are seeing is full price going up, that's what you'll be producing. If what you are seeing is God supplying your needs, that's what you'll be producing. Are you understanding me? There has always been, all through scripture, there have been times of hardship. Hardship. There was a time even in Israel where there was no food. And people started thinking, hey, say, uh, uh, today let's eat your child. Tomorrow, tomorrow we'll boil this other person's child. They said that kind of conversation started. Are you understanding me? You know there are some children who just look around, they look very healthy. You understand that? You just say, <laughs> you just say ah, see, uh, where, where is that? Say, ah, this one, his lap is very, you know. <laughs> Ali, if we eat this one, it will last us two days. You understand that? <laughs> After two days, we cannot take on this other child. If human beings start discussing about eating another human being, that means they're sitting down and they're already bought in their mind, Kai, you can tell how bad the situation was. This was in the Bible. So they brought the matter before the king. When the king heard it, the king was, ah, is this what is going on? Somebody told me a story. Let me not bother mentioning, mentioning what town or what city, but someone told me a story recently. He said, Pastor, you don't understand, though. Uh, see what's happening in this town. I said, what's happening? He said, people are stealing people's pot of soup. I said, I don't understand. He said, no, no, someone is cooking. Someone will come and carry it half done and run and continue the cooking. <laughs> no, no, I said, you must be joking. He said, no, no, Pastor, I'm talking to you. He said, it has, it has, it has been happening. Then they told another story. There are two, these are two different cases. One was um, so, someone I'm close to, you know, that um, parents now carry their children. They can't feed them. So they go around, go around. Maybe they just come. They say, brother, I make a Sunday. <laughs> I'm sure you might be able to take care of this child very well. You understand that? You just, you're in church. Then church closes. Your car door is open. You just drop a child inside your car and go. It happened, I'm telling you, it happened somewhere just recently. Are you understanding me? Us just, you come out in your house, they drop, drop, drop children that are two years old. They can't talk. They can't explain themselves. Drop them for you. Believing that you will not do it, you will not throw them away. They did it to someone, I know. Are you understanding me? That's another story. But that's not the one I want to tell. A lady went to the police station. What was happening? She sells in the market. 
And they brought a small girl and kept with her and collected what she sells, rice, all these things, goods, what she sells. You understand that? After collecting it, they left the girl as collateral and went and didn't come back. Market has now closed, six o'clock or thereabouts. When she has not paid my money, the girl is here. What do I do? You understand that? The strategy was not necessarily just to collect food, though. I'll tell you what happened. When they now went to police station to report the matter, I said, This girl, since morning, the person came and dropped her here, collected food stuff, like they are going to buy somewhere else. When they come, they'll carry her and pay. You understand that? The girl has been here, and she is nice, and I don't know where to take her to. The first question of the police asked, I hope you have given her food because you kept her since morning. If you have not given her food, we will arrest you. So the strategy of the person keeping is that you will give the person food apart from the food they stole from you. Are you understanding me? Because the police were angry. Say, are you sure you have given her food? Forget the problem now. We'll solve that later as the person eating. <laughs> In this country. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want to say something to you. These things are not new. Amen. It's just that maybe sometime when it happened, maybe you were small. Amen. <laughs> now you are the one buying fuel. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you understanding me? That time they were buying for you. Now you are the one buying. Your children, some of them, you don't even know what's happening. You don't know what's going on. Ice cream. Give me ice cream. I want ice cream. Ah, mommy, you are buying ice cream every week. Now you are not buying ice cream again. Why? You don't love us again. What's their business about what's going on? Are you understanding me? <laughs> so, these things are not new. Remember that. They are not new. There are proven scriptural ways to beat the famine. Amen. Are you understanding me? And that's what happened in Genesis 26. I think you should take time on your own to study Genesis 26. Amen. And things will come to your heart. To make you understand that nothing, no recession can stifle the covenant. The covenant works anywhere somebody that believes in it puts it to work. You didn't hear me? I said the covenant works anywhere someone that believes in it puts it to work. If you are not seeing expressions of the covenant, somebody is not putting it to work. Do you know when the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord goes upon me to preach the gospel to the poor? It means that the gospel, whatever level it meets you, it is a lifter. Amen. So it's even better it meets you in your worst state. Then it will prove to you what it can do. Glory to God. Listen, listen. This is not a time to play church. Are you understanding me? That's my church. That's my church. That's my pastor. Like it, like it, like (laughs) my pastor. It's not a time to play church. You play in church after you don't even have units to even like anything. <laughs> after you don't even have strength <laughs> to like anything. You play in church. Are you understanding me? <laughs> say hallelujah. hallelujah. It's not strength you need to say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> it takes energy to serve God. Amen. <laughs> Are you understanding me? <laughs> And God knows that. That's why I say He will satisfy your mouth with good things. So that your youth will be renewed like the eagle. So listen to me carefully now. Isaac beat the famine in his time. What is your name? So say, 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 Pastor, to me beat the famine in his own time. Say, Isaac beat the famine in his own time. 
and I have beat the famine in my own time. Amen. Glory to God. Listen, listen. The day you associate yourself with the masses is the day you brought calamity on yourself. There's a scripture we use for our devotional this morning. Let us too. Verse 14. He said something there. He's talking about Jesus who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself what? Everybody say a peculiar people. Say it again, a peculiar people. And I was trying to explain, I didn't have much room, to explain what he meant by peculiar. No, no, it's not just unique. No, 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 no. That's not what I was talking about. This peculiar is not the same thing he was talking about when he said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a, a, a special... No, this is not, it's not the same thing he was talking about here. Amen. Because the Greek word used here was only used once in the whole of the New Testament. What he was talking about, the literal translation, is that these people are beyond usual. Hallelujah. That the people that God has redeemed for himself, they are beyond usual. The usual. That means that the usual doesn't happen to them. What happens to them is always above the usual. Amen. That's who you are. Glory to God. I said that's who you are. Glory to God. You might be in the same taxi. You might be in the same market with everybody. But you're not operating the same covenant. Amen. Remember that. The sun shall not smite you by day, neither the moon by night. That's what the, the sun and the moon, they are, they are obedient, they are subservient to the covenant that you are in. Are you understanding me? That means that when the sun is coming up, he knows that he has to provide for you too. Amen. When the moon sets, he knows that it, 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 it has a mandate to make sure it is well with you. Are you getting the picture? Listen, carry this consciousness with you this season. Let me tell you something. The Bible told us about Noah. God told Noah, build me an ark. And that looked stupid. But he was building the ark for something that was coming. There are some people that the Spirit of God had prepared for this season. Amen. Are you understanding me? He prepared them for this season. Then there's some that, well, it just happened that they just woke up and found out that the season is upon them. But God has a plan for you. Amen. Okay, so uh, Noah built the ark. And then the rain started coming. And water was coming from beneath the earth. Water is coming from above. Are you understanding me? What we know as Noah's flood. That flood that was drowning others was the flood that was carrying their own ship. Ark. Hallelujah. That means they were floating on what was drowning others. And I'm declaring to you that that is your experience in this season. The scarcity that is choking others is the scarcity that will prosper you. Hey, 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 hey. Listen, you have to make up your mind that that is your own experience. The scarcity that is strangling other people is the scarcity that is surviving you. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Those that are drowning, I say, let the rain stop. No, I say, let the rain continue so that the boats will, will be higher and move faster. Amen. <laughs> because if the water is low, it will move very fast. Are you understanding me? Listen. Go back to my scripture. And let me show you the thing that matters about Genesis 26. 1. Now, there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in Desert. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. Now, when he went to Abimelech, you know that Isaac had connections. 
But that's what they're trying to show you here. Isaac was not a mean man. He was a man of means. Amen. You know, the difference between being a mean man and a man of means. Amen. So he had access to people like this. And the, be- the beauty about being a man of means is that you have information. You know that if, if during the civil war of, of this country, for example, there are some people that even six months, one year before the time, they already knew there was going to be one that moved out their families. It's the common man that, are you understanding me? One, some don't even know something was going to happen. Why others know, but there's nothing they can do about it. Are you understanding me? So, when you are at that level of life, you get information of things. Some of your friend in government will tell you, ah, look at what they're doing. Oh. This is what's going to happen. Oh. If they do like this, this is what's going to happen. So you hear things. So Isaac already also has information on, okay, if this is going to happen, what do we do? Remember, time will fail me, that when this happened in the time of Abraham, you know why Abraham did? He went to Egypt. Amen. He went to Egypt. So it's like a training that when so-so-so happens, you migrate to a so-so-so place. But Isaac did not do what is normally done. He had to wait for what? Divine direction. Amen. Which is verse 2. And this is what you need in this season. Amen. Listen to me. Your greatest asset in this season is divine direction. Your greatest asset is divine direction. And the Lord appeared unto him. I pray that through these words and through this message, God will appear to you. And give you direction. And said, go not down. That means he was already planning to go to Egypt. Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Don't go to Egypt. The reason why Isaac survived was this direction. You will survive this because of divine direction. Listen to what the Holy Ghost will be telling you in this season. Pay attention. See, it is it pays to spend four hours to know what God wants to say than to be running around two, four days looking for what to do. Are you understanding me? By divine direction, God will feed you. God will clothe you. God will take care of your transport expenses. By divine direction, all your bills will be paid. By divine direction, you will not owe debts. Are you understanding me? So stay with divine direction. Let me tell you one thing. Any believer you see that is owing and in debt, listen, for a long period of time, it's a simple matter. They are not listening to divine direction. There is money in God's leading. There is always provision in God's leading. When someone starts listening to God, what's the first thing that happens? You're indebted. Maybe you're owing millions of naira. When you start listening to God, the first thing you will notice is two things happen when you're in debt. One, there's pressure. The pressure first, God goes to melt the pressure. You might not pay the money. The second thing that now starts happening is that the debt, like a mountain, starts melting. Until it phases out. Hallelujah. That preservation that God gives to you while the debt has not been paid is a miracle. Are you understanding me? It's a miracle. The man said, I will come tomorrow, I will shoot you. I will shoot your wife, I will shoot you. Then the tomorrow reaches. He didn't come. Uh-uh. The day after, he still didn't come. One week after. You know what God is doing for you? He has diffused the pressure. Amen. God does that. That's a miracle. He's trying to make you... When you some of you are here now. If you have already seen that sign, know that God is working. Stay with the direction the instructions is given to you. And then, that God that has doused the tension will also clear the beam. Are you understanding me? Clear the beam. God doesn't want you to be enslaved by another human being. Amen. No. 
The Bible says the borrower is servant to the lender. Amen. When you owe somebody, it is not natural. It's not, not you see, it's not part of your making to owe people. <laughs> Are you understanding me? No, you were not designed that way. You were designed to lend to nations. Amen. Are you understanding me? You were designed to lend to nations. That's your wiring. So you start listening to divine direction. Okay, you are in death. Where do I start from now? Where do I start from now? Gather. You know, some people say, I was teaching a group of people that were owing some serious money. And I've helped a lot of people that are owing money. And one thing I always tell them, <laughs> somebody said to me they're owing money. That thing you are telling me is just is not anything. You talk about people, you talk about owing money. <laughs> when they even mention the amount to you, you will say, um, let, me, I'll, let me get back to the Lord. I will come back to you. I hear that. People that are owing. And you know, what makes a debt more serious is even who you are owing. Are you understanding me? Praise God. Okay, let's assume that like Sister Grace is a quiet sister. They now say, Oh, Brother Ajiro Tutu is owing Sister Grace. They say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best as you do pay me my money pay me my money I and I say ah you don't know who he's owing <laughs> you don't know say no I don't know ah you don't know Tompolo <laughs> it's only Tompolo <laughs> and Tompolo gave me a deadline deadline dead yesterday when they tell yesterday even you are looking around <laughs> because if they deadline dead yesterday <laughs> amen that put that way and Potakopuka oh <laughs> You can really not make advancements as you should if you are in death. Death is not just a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. And make, 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 you know, when the scripture says, Oh, no man, anything, but by love, serve one another. He was trying to explain something to you about death. I don't want to enter there today. But death, owing, is a spiritual thing. Never see it as physical. Because money, exchange of money, is a transaction that touches the core of our being. Amen. Are you understanding me? So never play with that. So if you are owing money, don't just see it as the person will not do anything or the person will do anything. No, 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 no. It's not about the person now. It's about you. That weight has to be taken off your spirit. Amen. For you to thrive. So you address it as a spiritual problem. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break out of death. So the first thing I always tell people that most of the time, serious death, oh, not the one you've not paid for granite or milk you collected. Or I'm not <laughs> it's a death. <laughs> yes, you know, suppose they don't do me. That's they're owing. They're owing me. You know, but go and pay that one too. Anyway. Now, what I always say to them is. You cannot settle that issues until you organize yourself. Some people don't know how much are you owing? Um, about no, don't do about. Never when debt, when is it debt? Stop. Even your language will change. Never, never talk about is you taking it lightly. Amen. Don't say uh, it's about uh, between two or four million. What are you talking? You know the difference between one billion. And 1.5 billion. You know it's not small money. So you say about 2 billion. What do you mean about 2 billion? If you are in debt, total your debts. This is where the Bible says that a double-minded man is on... Because debt is a sign of instability. 
unstableness. That's what it is. So, the key, where you start, is that you organize your funds. This is what I'm owing. I, I need to pay this, I need to pay that, I need to pay that. Totally, it is 2,354,000 so so kobo. Write it, write it boldly somewhere. Imprint the amount on your spirit. So that when you are praying, you are specific. That's the beginning of the cure of the infirmity called death. Are you hearing me? So don't do about, about, about. Be exact. If they wake you from sleep, how much is the money? You should be able to call it. Are you understanding me? Then, because faith is specific. Amen. Yeah. And the devil knows that. So once you are, when you are in there, the first thing, the first area that people make a lot of mistakes is that the devil does not allow you to be specific about it. Say, eh, I will pay now. It's not just a, how much? Um, 200 plus, 150 plus, some other money I'm not even sure of. <laughs> no, you have not started. You have not started. Sit down, tablet, put everything together, have a single figure. Let it be one thing and make it one mountain. Are you understanding me? One. It might be five different people you are owing, you know. Total it. One. This is the total amount. Then now you are addressing it in faith. Are you understanding me? That's where it starts. You will see the miracles of God dousing the tension. But most importantly, you will see that mountain melt. Amen. You see it melt. You see it melt. Supernaturally. Ah, there's no amount of debt that people have not written off. So just wake up one day, just say, eh, you see that one million, eh? You're owing. Don't worry, don't pay again. When we're in faith with the person, that's not what we're believing God for. What we're believing God for was that we'll pay, the money will be coming and we'll be paying. So maybe we'll give him 100,000. After we'll give another 80,000. Are you understanding me? Let the money be more frequent so that in six months or one year we'll clear it. Then God came from another angle. Person come say, how, um, how much is remaining? Say, 1.3 million. Sir, thank God you even know the amount. Leave the 1 million. Pay me the 300. I'm telling you that story because some of you, that will be your testimony this season. Say, leave the 1 million. Pay me the 300. Do you have 300 now? Say, no, I don't have it. When will you give it to me? Pay me the 300. Just like that. Okay, I said this because where I'm going to. When there's death, you're owing. I know in Nigeria we say debt. Okay, so let me say the way you, you know what I'm talking about. When there's debt, okay, you find that it does not allow you give attention to the new things that you are supposed to be doing. And that is what the devil is actually fighting against. The new things that you are supposed to be doing. It's like somebody living in today, not enjoying today, not planning for tomorrow, but still carrying the load of the past. Are you understanding me? That's what it is. But once your faith is switched on and the process has kicked off, you can start attending to other matters. Hallelujah. I see people here that beat the famine. Amen. I see people here that beat the famine. Amen. Glory to God. Alright? So, I, I mentioned this, but let me go further. Divine direction. Everybody say divine direction. Never play with it. Always allow the Spirit of God lead you. Lead you. If you are owing money, listen up, any money you receive, Someone just comes give you 10,000 naira. You're owing 650,000. Someone just comes give you 10,000 naira. Ah, owe this money. You need direction on what to do with that 10,000 naira. Lord, I thank you. I received the 10,000 naira in the name of Jehovah. Lord, what do I do with this 10,000 naira? If you start following the Spirit of God leading you on what to do with this 10,000 naira, it will lead you out of that 650. You might say, this 10,000, use it to solve domestic problems. Don't pay anything. You might say, this one, go and pay the debt first. 
you need that direction because he knows all the factors, all the elements, everything, how his, the situation really is. Are you understanding me? So you receive 10,000 and I say, ah, yes, it's time to go and buy that phone. <laughs> it's time to go and buy that phone. No, no. The Lord might say, no, don't buy the phone. Go and sow it. Sowing is not the only time the Holy Ghost gives instruction. Sometimes he can tell you, save it. Sometimes he can tell you, go and pay the man the 10,000. I, my wife was sharing testimony about divine direction and some of you didn't understand. You know, their church um, facility they were to pay for. They told them um, uh, one million or so. Now, they had 80 or 85% of the funds. You know? So that morning when I woke up, I remember that in the last discussion we had, that was the date she gave them that she was going to pay. You know, like, I'm going to pay on the so-so day. So when I woke up that morning, it just came to my heart. That was the day. So, uh, in my, when I was praying, it just dropped in my heart that she should make sure she pays today. So I didn't even talk to her until we were in the car. We were about going. And I said, what date? I already know the date. So I just asked her, so what date did you give them? Say it's today. I said, what are you planning to do? So she looked at me like, what do you want me to do kind of look? So I said, call them and pay them what you have today. She said, yes. Amen. <laughs> That's how she responded. So she put a call through. The miracle was this. If she had not called, she would not have had a miracle. That's what I'm talking about divine direction. There are some people, God knows the mood the person you are owing is in right now. <laughs> Are you understanding me? He knows the mood the person is in right now. If she had not made that call that day, they would not have that testimony. When she put the call across and said, um, today is the day I gave you guys, so I want to pay the money. I have 85% of the money, so I, I, I want to transfer that to you. And then, um, so uh, that's what I'm calling. The person said, um, hold on. I think it was the agent or so. Then he called back and said, don't pay yet. Wait. Let me talk to the owner of the property. Then he comes back and says, this period, the owner of the property has been doing a lot of waivers. <laughs> are you understanding me? A lot of waivers. People that are owing him, don't worry, pay like this, go. He now said, how much did you say you have again? She mentioned. Said the owner said, he will not add extra. When you pay that one, you don't have to pay again. If she had called the next day, it would not have been that way. I'm talking about divine direction. Say, pay the money. Say, okay, I'm going to transfer. I said, in short, wait. Then he called her back. And then he said, don't pay. So, so. He had told, she had told him how much. Let's say 85%. He said, no, pay 80%. Have you heard that kind of thing before? She now paid the 80% of the money. There is someone that did some work for her some time ago one day somebody was calling her on the phone you know, we were driving so she picked the call, I said I said I will call you but I said what happened again he said no it's this guy that um, she paid some money she had not paid him some money, I said when was that I said I did some, he did some work for me blah 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 I said I said, I'll clear that bill, pay him do you know what happened, miraculously then she started praying about it the balance of the money was the exact money to pay that guy are you understanding me? God is concerned about the hair on your head. Amen. So, you cannot beat the famine without divine direction. Because you, don't, you are limited in knowledge. Are you understanding me? But with Him, you are limitless. You can't beat the famine without divine direction. What's the Lord saying to your hearts? What's He saying to your spirits? What's the witness you're getting? What is that witness you're getting? Hallelujah. And that was it. 
So you are there, you say, okay, with this going on now, this going on. There are times where even this can he again share the story about how a particular year was coming, and then the Lord told him and said, Next year there's going to be um, a recession, a economic downturn. Um, this is what I want you to do. And he told him, Your staff, reduce your staff, let this one go, let this one go, do like this, cut down on your outreaches, do like this. Gave him specific instructions. So he had a meeting. You can imagine having a, a meeting and say, The Lord told me to sack you. Yes, you. The Lord told me to. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, he did that. Many ministries did not survive that period, but they survived. Divine direction. Are you understanding? Divine direction. There was a year. I grew up, my, both of my parents, um, uh, where and salary earners, you know, so uh, civil public servants, you know. So there's this language you always hear growing up that there's no money in January. How I many of you know that language? Okay, no money in January. So you just grow up with that mentality that you know why is that so? Because people blow their money in December. You understand that? Blow, blow the money. They eat into the new year. You know. And a system now even operates in this country where they pay salaries early in December, right? Some even the second week or thereabouts, they've dropped, you've paid your money already. So you start even spending your December salary long before, you know, so some people, but even on Christmas day, they already broke. <laughs> on Christmas day, they already broke. You know? So, when we started ministry, I noticed that whenever we enter January, the thing I believe became the experience. Then the Lord told me specifically how to beat that January syndrome. In the last seven or eight years, we have never had a dry January. Are you understanding me? What God told me was simple. He said, if you follow this thing, in January is when you'll be buying property. Because that's when other people need money. Amen. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm sharing with you now. In January, the best time to buy property in this country is January. Amen. People are dry. Or after a party has lost election. Amen. <laughs> I'm giving you some tips. Amen. People are dry. Just target. Just look for the target. Say bring, bring. Hey, it was 50 million. How much do you have? 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 <laughs> it's not like testimony you were sharing. I said, I have to sell amount. Say bring it. Bring it. So this January coming. You'll be ready for it. Receive it too. Say you'll be ready for it. Major transactions will take place. Yes. That will give you an edge. And put you over. So you start preparing yourself. Because the world will be broke. People will always be broke. Hallelujah. Let me show you a scripture. Again, go to Proverbs thirteen, twenty-two. Okay. Give me the amplified version of this scripture. I want to show you something. A good man leaves an inheritance. We're going to talk about inheritance, right? Allow me on Sunday. Okay. A good man. That means a good thing to leave an inheritance. Amen. Don't die and then they will now have to sell your house to bury you. You understand that? <laughs> A bad man. <laughs> your children will sell your house then. Your children will sell your house then. They will go and borrow money and bury you. Your debt now becomes debt for them. <laughs> A good man. There are good men here. There are good men here. 
leaves an inheritance of moral stability and goodness to his children's children. Then the last second part is what I want to focus on. Let's read together. I want to go. And the wealth of the sinner finds its way eventually into the hands of the righteous for whom it was laid up. It is through God's wisdom and the leading of the Spirit that these things enter your hand. Amen. They enter your hand. Oh, the former governor. Let him be taking this former governor, former minister. Say, ah, he's always uh, high on cocaine. So that he will sell that his property to you. Amen. Because we need some coke. And, and it's the money in your account that he needs to buy it. It will eventually. That means it's still sh- shifting hands. There are some properties that are shifting hands. They are coming to you, but they are shifting hands. Amen. You want to buy somebody else's property. Don't worry. It's coming to you. It's coming. Eventually, it will fall on your lap. It's coming to you. It's coming to you. But see, we have talked about here that divine direction, leading of spirit. So important. So important. I've forgotten where I was hearing the testimony. He said the person offered, uh, okay, it was during school of ministry. Um, he went to rent a house. I've forgotten the amount now, you know. And then the, mass, the house was supposed to be four or five hundred thousand. I've forgotten now. Then four fifty. Then he said two, three twenty, three hundred, three twenty. A house of four fifty. Somebody paid three twenty. Say, how much do you want to pay? Divine direction. Three, three twenty. Okay, bring the money. Amen. I like when people ask you how much you want to pay. But don't try me. Someone asked me, how much, how much do you think will be best for you? I said the best deal is the free deal. <laughs> I said the best deal is the free deal. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Can you do free? <laughs> I'm in faith for free. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Say, I have beat the famine. I've beat the fuel scarcity. I've beat the dollar increase. Amen. If you believe, say, Amen. Glory to Jesus. Ever say divine direction. Say I receive divine direction right now. Glory to Jesus. Very important. Without it we are blind. Without it we are blind. There are many bonanzas from heaven. Amen. But they are locked in divine direction. <laughs> are you understanding me? You know what I mean by bonanza? <laughs> many. But they are locked in divine direction. Clothes will come to you. Money will come to your account. Your bills will be paid. But they are locked in divine direction. Any believer that has divine direction can never remain stranded. Hallelujah. Because remember Elijah's case. He said, get thee down to the brook Sherit. You know that the brook Sherit is not a place people go to. If there's a famine, the natural thing is to go closer to the 
central to where the government is. You understand that? At least, you know. So Brookshire is out of town. But say, go get the get the down, get to the Brookshire. Why? He said, I have commanded a raven. To what? To sustain you there, to feed you there. So in this season, there are ravens that are with your food. There are ravens that are with your fuel. There are ravens with your rents. Amen. There are ravens with your rents. But you, the only way you will know where they are going to drop it is by what? Glory to God. By divine direction. I said divine direction is an asset. Glory to God. Commanded a raven. Give me that scripture. Go get to First Kings seventeen. I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. I've thought on this message when I was talking about Holy Ghost possession. And one of the teachings, one thing I mentioned there is about the raven. The raven does not take care of his own young. Amen? He does not feed his child. <laughs> so you know that it's not a kind bed. It's not a generous bed. It's not a giving bed. Another symbol of the raven is judgment. When a young man does not honor his parents, the scripture says that the ravens will pluck out his eyes. So the raven is not a holy, even among the things not to eat, the raven is also among. Are you understanding me? The things Jews are told not to eat. So what raven signifies to you? Is that God will use unholy things to bless you. He will use unholy people and systems to bless you. You didn't hear me. I am preparing you for this famine. Are you understanding me? This is what I was talking about here. But listen, listen to divine direction. Listen to divine direction. If you forget anything, don't forget that. Divine direction. Divine direction guides you on even how to spend your money. You want to buy something. Wait. Why? Just wait. Just wait. You know, some people have used transport that would have taken them into destiny to drink coke. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that money. Ah, that's it. Oh, they're calling you in that place. So do you need to come now. I don't have transport. Why? I just drank two bottles of coke together. <laughs> when you are going to buy the coke, the guy now told you, um, it's not cold. As a sign, no, it's not cold. Hmm. Bring it like that. He, bought, he gave you the cook. He said, there is no opener. Give me like that. <laughs> I don't have change you. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. And then when you were trying to open it, the angel and you were struggling. You were trying to open it. It did not open. You tried. It was not opening. <laughs> you pushed the angel away. <laughs> and opened it. <laughs> Uh, you don't know that's what happens. That the same way Jacob wrestled you, we wrestle with angels every time. Amen. They try to stop us from certain things. Glory to God. Drank the coke, drank the coke, drank the coke. What are you belled? Then just after that, the phone call now comes. Say, hey, you need to come to such a place now. Say, hey, 
I will not spend that 200 naira. <laughs> Are you understanding? Listen to me. 100 naira by divine direction can lead you to millions. A 1,000 naira note by the leading of... You know that, that prayer that said, the Lord shall bless your bread and your water. You know what it means? In the Bible, there's what they call bread of affliction. It is that you are eating. <laughs> it's not adding anything to you. Are you understanding? You are eating. Say, I bring it for you. You are eating. When you finish eating, you start thinking about your life. But when he says he will bless your bread, is that they might give you a small meal, but it's, it's just like the children of Israel, the Daniel and his, brother, his friends, eating, the Bible called it pulse, it was vegetables. No, don't say no, you know, this is a vegetarian. It's not, this is not about vegetarian thing. What the thing was not what they were eating. Was the fact that something, there was a blessing, hallelujah, that made that as they were eating it, the Bible said their skin became fairer, hallelujah. In a 10 day period or so. That's what it means God bless your bread. Now God can bless that little that you, is in your hand. That as you are now, the last money in your account is 2,200 naira. That's the last money in your account. And then as I'm speaking, God's blessing rests upon it. That that 2,200 naira will become destiny money. It will do what someone's two million will not do. Are you understanding me? That two thousand two hundred naira will do what somebody's two million will not do. Now I want you to bow your heads and pray over the little that you have, and speak that the blessing of God will rest upon it, and that it will be subject to divine direction. Open your mouth and pray that prayer, and see how this month that little will lead you into destiny. I'm talking especially in monetary terms. That money that's left, that man that he cannot do all the things your heart wants to do. Pray now and say, Lord, I bless that seed. I bless that amount of money. I bless that little. Now I open my heart for divine direction. What do I do with that money? I yield to you. What do I do with the money? How do I spend it? What is the assignment of heaven for that money? La joto sopretia la disque radando brezisque plato sobregadia tali maranda cato sobregadia tali adadisca mende clito soproto sopari. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for the leading of the Spirit. We receive divine direction today about what is in our hands. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The next thing I need to tell you. Now you have beat the famine. Amen. Say, I have beat the famine. Now I want to show you how the flame will not smell upon your garments. The Bible says that these children of Israel were in the fire. But when they brought them out, there was, the smell of fire was not on their garment. That means that the smell of this scarcity will not be on your garments. Alright? I'll just give you one scripture the Holy Ghost told me to give you. Job 22-29. I'm equipping you for the days. Receive this equipment. Amen. Job 22. This is where it kicks off. Verse 29. 29, yeah, 29. It says, When men, when, that means there's a time. There's a time for this confession. There's a time. When. Everybody say when. The time is when men are cast down. Are men cast down now? 
Are, are you seeing them? Are you watching them on television? Are you hearing on radio? <laughs> Somebody, my wife showed me a video. <laughs> okay, we was a video. Somebody was angry with the president. Man, and was speaking pidgin English. I can't even begin to rehearse what he said. Say, go see what thing will happen to you. <laughs> Just they fly around, say no fear. I know before they use. <laughs> so offended. Men are cast down. Men are cast down. Even when check, even when they are even escorting the president, they are not smiling too much. <laughs> even the ministers are not smiling too much. <laughs> so just follow. We've not recovered our election expenses. <laughs> They're not smiling too much. You know in those days, you know when people escort the president. Just the president is waving at everybody. Day to <laughs> oh, money is flowing. <laughs> you know it's not like that again. No. <laughs> Are you not observing? You just see the meeting. You just say uh, this is what make his speech. General speech. Job is serious. Make a speech, you know. <laughs> Men are cast down. Even, even those in uh, have cabinet and cabinet, they are cast down. <laughs> they are cast down. <laughs> so, but let me tell you something. It says, when men are cast down, then, at that moment, you shall say. You shall say. Now, there's, there's something that you need theological explanation to understand this. He's not just saying you just be mounting something. Say, no, 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 no. What he's actually saying is that what you are saying is that inside they are cast down. There's lifting up for you. <laughs> In their cast down, there's lifting up for you. Are you understanding me? You shall say, there is lifting up. Now we come to what are you declaring? What are you declaring in this month of June? Say, there is lifting up. <laughs> say it again, there is lifting up. Say it again, there's lifting up. This thing was not something to be said once. It was that anytime you come out and see cast down people, remember, you say there's lifting up. Anytime you see again that people are, any picture of cast down that comes around you, your response to it is there's lifting up. Are you getting the picture now? Yes, sir. You just come outside, your neighbor is turning the generator upside down. You know, they said they turn so that the fuel, the fuel will enter very well. When you come and see that kind of thing, let your heart not fail you. You just start shouting, there is lifting up. <laughs> there is lifting up. Amen. There's lifting up. You enter that restaurant, you used to go eat, somebody's eating without. He said, um, um, what do you want, chicken, goat? He said, what, what, what do I do with goat? What do I do, chicken? Give me rice. <laughs> Somebody's angry now that they're asking him about chicken and goat. What, 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 what do I do with goat? What will I do with chicken? Give me rice. They're talking about chicken. <laughs> you say what? There is lifting up. Amen. There is lifting up. So it's in filling station. They say, uh, should I feel it? And the man's angry. What's the meaning of that? <laughs> what, what's the meaning of that? What's the, what, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I said, no, I just asked whether I should feel it. Fill yourself up. <laughs> People are just provoking. <laughs> yes, you say what? There is lifting up. <laughs> Something that is not supposed to offend you. Are you understanding me? Say there is lifting up. Say there is lifting up. There's a neighbor we used to have when we were younger. Uh, we lived in the same estate. He's a father with a single son. Just one boy. But the father is very conscious of his money and all that. So anytime he comes back from work, and the boy, the boy eats, the boy eats, 
He has a large appetite. And eats volumes. So he can use like a tray and fry plantain. And he will take his time then set it on the table. Then, you know, take one um, tin of pig milk and pour out all. And then put some sugar and some, some beverage and then sits down to eat. So the father will just open the door and see him eating and be angry. <laughs> so if you are a father here maybe things have been somehow you just see your children eating you are angry don't be angry don't be angry they, we eat now <laughs> they have to eat amen. they have to eat they have to eat amen they have to eat there's lifting up say three times there's lifting up there's lifting up there's lifting up for me Glory to God. Remember, anytime a picture shows up before you, projecting, casting down, you will respond. You will respond. You will respond. You will respond. Amen. This is how the smell of scarcity will not be felt on your clothing. Pray in tongues for a moment. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith around.